Great. Hello, and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella. We are recording live on Instagram at Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC. We are, uh, we're headed into fall, which is super exciting. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about September. September's really, uh, well, September and October are really fun for Albuquerque and New Mexico in general. Um, Zobra this weekend, uh, the balloon, uh, the state fair starts, and then uh, we kick off October with Balloon Fiesta, and that's always around my daughter's birthday, which is exciting. We've always celebrated her birthday, or often celebrated her birthday with Balloon Fiesta, and so I'm sure this year will also be that. <laughs> um I have been thinking a lot about today's topic. I had gotten a request for the topic last Friday, um, but I had already had a topic scheduled. So um, I thought I'd deep, dive deep into it today. Um, so the the request was to talk about appreciating the moments, uh, just taking a moment to be present and mindful in the moments that are happening and I, I resonate with that idea. I talk to clients a lot about uh, how we can really focus on the things that are not happening the way that we want them to or, you know, kind of the terrible, bad parts. Um, and especially when we have anxiety. And so that was one of the the awarenesses I got this morning. I was listening to uh, Doc Shepard, armchair expert, and Gabrielle Union, the actress and amazing human being, were on the podcast and um, they were talking about having anxiety and both have uh, PTSD from, you know, different things that have happened. And they were talking about this hypervigilance of always anticipating the next thing. And so it's really difficult to be present in a moment because you're always looking for the potential for the next shooter drop or whatever dangers are in this, you know, in our experience. And I've definitely been there too. Like I think, um, there have been times when, <clears throat> you know, my uh, prevalence to be hyper-focused and hyper-vigilant have taken away from really just enjoying a moment. And so they were talking about how, you know, when you have PTSD or when you are hyper-vigilant, you're always looking around, you're looking for the exits, you're looking for the potential dangers, you're looking for who's that person over there and why are they standing that way? Um and I think there's definitely been times in my life when that is the case. And I also recognize that now I have a better um, a better gauge on just being present in the moment. And uh, I do work often to mindfully redirect my anxious brain from whatever terrible thing is happening in it uh, to kind of check my facts and find the things that are good. And I do operate from a place of gratitude more often than not now. It has taken significant practice and uh, very conscious choosing to be able to do that. Um, one of the things that I don't know if I, I'm sure I've shared it before, but I have this philosophy that I've had for years, uh, a girlfriend of mine uh, and I were on a walk, and I think I have shared it on the podcast of, uh, of be the bull, right? Be receiving of what comes, and rather than trying to control all the things that you want to and need to feel like you need to uh, manage, right? And uh, we were talking about relationships specifically, and this was 
geez, like 15, maybe 20 years ago. And so we talked about this concept of being the bowl, being receiving. I have a tattoo, a white tattoo on my arm that says, be the bowl. And then uh, another one on the other side that says, uh, it's beyond my control. Because, I, you know, as I've shared here before, the only things we can control are our choices and our behavior, which is not very much, like quite honestly. And it is an opportunity to recognize that when we don't take a moment to just appreciate what is happening or what's in front of us, we are robbing ourselves of contentment. We are robbing ourselves of peace. We are robbing ourselves of joy. So um, the, the person who had made the request to talk about appreciating the moment is a really good friend of mine. We've been friends for a long time, uh, years, actually. And um, they we speak often about being grateful for the moments that we have been able to share, either in person or on the phone or whatever. Um, and I, I am very grateful for the, the humans in my life now and, and the humans in my life that I've had before that I've been able to share moments with them that have been really kind of uh, amazing. And, you know, I was talking earlier about going on, on this trip with my sister or having her join me on my trip. Uh, and she and I really did stay present in a lot of the moments. And some of those moments were super uncomfortable and challenging and difficult. And we still enjoyed the time we spent together. I think that when we start to reorient ourselves to the potential of what is good, or at least not terrible, uh, it does help to shift our perspective. I speak often to clients about, especially when they're anxious right, um, or depressed, uh, to use that five sense toolkit to look for what is good. And I often, when clients come into my office, like my first question to them is what's good. And so they, they start to orient their brain to Stella's going to ask this question, so I need to have an answer. Um, but I do that so that we start to shift our focus from the things that are challenging or stressful or difficult to the things that are actually good. And those things can be small. They don't have to be significant, big, giant, you know, sparks fly out of your ass, like amazing. They really just have to be something that you can have an appreciation for at the time. And um, so part of the five cents toolkit for managing anxiety is uh, taste. So obviously uh, vision, taste, uh, smell, touch, and the other one. <laughs> Your five senses. I don't know. Um, for me, like, I so when taste is always the one that comes to mind. And I think about, like, what's your favorite cold drink and what's your favorite hot drink? Um, for me, my cold drink and hot drink are kind of the same. I do drink coffee every morning. I drink one cup. Uh, but I, I take very significant care in creating a perfect cup of coffee for myself. Um, I use uh, sugar-free salted caramel uh, syrup and uh, I do a cold brew and I use heavy cream. That first taste of coffee for me in the morning is like amazing and I usually do it after my run, after my shower, like all the things. Um, but that starts my day, right? Having a nice glass of water, um, I drink water often, so that that is another way. I Clients who drink tea, like making a ritual of creating that moment to appreciate this thing that you really enjoy. 
making food, you know, something to look forward to in that way. Um, the time that we spend with people for sure, but also then like having the perfect blanket to sit on the couch in a cozy moment and, you know, watch your favorite show or read a book. Um, sitting outside for me is always an amazing moment to be able to just ground myself. Um, sometimes there's music playing, sometimes there's not. Um, those kinds of moments. But then also the moments that you get to experience, you know, some awe-inspiring situation. Uh, and for me, like the sunset is awe-inspiring. Like watching the moon come up the other night was really amazing. Um, I was sitting on a patio with my really good friend and the moon was coming up and I was like, you know, it's the full moon and I get very excited about the moon. Um, but those kinds of things, I think times that we spend with our children when they are children and, and really recognizing that those moments are fleeting. Um, I think about, you know, when my daughter was little and uh, she was a touch me not, she's still kind of a touch me not. <laughs> um, but I would, you know, just kind of let her be on the, on the floor crawling around or whatever. Um, and I remember one moment in particular, and it, it stays with me uh, because she didn't like to be like cuddled or, or touched often. Uh, she was crawling around. She was under two and uh, she just crawled over to where I was and, you know, climbed in my lap and gave me a kiss and then crawled away. And I just stood there. I mean, I was sitting down and I was just like, oh, my God, that happened. <laughs> and so it, it stays with me. Um, I think I've shared before, sound for me is, is super important. And so one of my favorite sounds is her laughter. Uh, when she was little, she'd be in the other room, you know, watching Scooby-Doo or something and just hear her laughing was an amazing sound for me. And so those moments live in my brain. I mean, there are obviously really shitty moments that live in my brain, but there are really great ones. And so uh, today my roommate said, you know, look for the glimmers, not the triggers. And I do, I talked about, like, I'm really good at a reframe. I can give a different perspective um, that's more neutral, if not positive. And it does help to shift in the moment that's kind of shitty. Um, I do recognize that from that receiving perspective, detachment is a really big part as well. Um, and so managing your expectations, there is a significant portion of that other book on codependency about detachment. And it's, it's, a, it's a chapter, but most people don't understand the concept. And so I've been working on um, my next project, which is called The Year of Detachment, really looking at not holding on to any one thing um, with the expectation that it is going to endure, right? It's going to last forever. Uh, really difficult to do because a lot of our social awareness is this expectation of things should just last and moments don't, moments pass and everything literally is temporary, even if you get a lot of moments together. Uh, but I have been working on that idea of not holding on to anything with that expectation that it's gonna last and, and be forever, right? None of us ex have experienced forever because uh, things keep changing and and um, and ending and and evolving, and so not any one experience is permanent. Um, it does help when you recognize I may miss this opportunity if I don't take it and seize it right now, seize this moment of uh, productivity or creativity or. Um, connection uh, 
I think about when, when I am working with clients and we talk about stringing together moments. So looking for what's good and creating an opportunity to be receiving of whatever good thing is happening. And then also allowing it to just happen. Um, when we get enough moments together, we can create more of that neural pathway of enjoyment. And so, like I've always said, like clients don't come to my office when things are great. They come when they're either in crisis or struggling through situations. And so when we think about how to start to reorient our brains and reorient ourselves to the potential of positivity, um, or at least more neutrality, right? I do believe in toxic positivity. I don't think that everything needs to be fantastic all the time, but I do recognize that you can, in a moment, create or have the opportunity to be receiving of something that is good. And um, even when it's stressful or difficult to be able to seek out that alternative perspective, um, you know, I've talked before about how oftentimes when we have that negative perspective, we're going to seek out those those bad potential things or the dangers or we're waiting for the other shoe to drop or whatever it is. And so we're missing then being present and enjoying what is happening that is good, if not, you know, not sucky. Um I do recognize that when we are in our, you know, kind of anxious brain or our depressed brain, it's really difficult to see those things. And even if we see them, there's like a negative spin on it. Like, well, that's going to end. And so then it's going to go back to sucking. Um, sure. That's, that's very positive. And I have been through, and you know, we've certainly talked about those different things of like grief or loss or change or disappointment. Um, those things are going to happen. And those are also moments, right? And so rather than holding on to those so tightly, recognizing that I can just let that sad moment happen, I don't have to live there and it will pass. Um, it'll pass to neutral or, you know, something awesome will happen. I've had, you know, the extreme pleasure of being with people while they are processing and going through things and we still laugh. Like we still are able to find moments of joy and, you know, make the best of a situation. Um, oftentimes like therapy in my office sounds like a party um, because I create levity and can see an alternative perspective that they maybe didn't able, weren't able to see before. Um, that does not mean that it's always like that. We definitely process heavy things. Um but I do believe that finding the joy and being able to laugh and being able to see an alternative perspective definitely helps people get through that challenging time. Um, and so, you know, all of the moments that we're given in a life, if we string them together, and especially the positive ones, um, create that neural pathway of, of potentiality for receiving of positive things. Now, when we are triggered, when we are anxious, when we are, you know, deep in uh, difficult stuff, it is very hard to then, you know, rise above that cloud <laughs> that is hanging over us. Uh, grief is a significant one um, because grief is, is a state that we move through often um, and sometimes it lingers and it does take a significant amount of effort 
sometimes to just move through that significant loss. As I have described grief before, um, it is this complete shattering of who you are and what you think and who you've been. And then you have to put yourself together again, uh, missing these significant pieces. And so loss of a human being for sure, definitely difficult, uh, loss of an idea, loss of an expectation, uh, shifting in, um, who you are and how you have shown up in the world with this, you know, figure or job or uh, house or, uh, whatever it is that we've attached ourselves to, because that is our nature, um, and then to have to rebuild without it. And it is a devastating process. Um, you know, I'm, I'm super familiar with grief. It is a friend of mine, and it has visited often. Um, but I do recognize that the moment passes. That significant wave that seems to knock you down when you least expect it does subside. I'm going to drink some water. And so in talking about moments, not just the positive ones, not just those great like situations where everything just seems to line up and it is a beautiful moment. I love those and recognizing that sometimes those really devastating moments are also moments that need to be observed, right? Um, I, I made a post a year ago uh, on TikTok and I posted it on my Instagram about this idea that, you know, there it's amazing to think about the things that you never thought you'd be able to get through, and then you did. When I talk about resilience and with clients' ability to overcome things um, in their narrative and in they, as they talk to me about the things that they've been through or are dealing with, uh, part of that narrative is that they have gotten through really hard things before now. And so what I know to be true is that their brains, their bodies, their whole self knows how to do that. It doesn't feel like it in the moment, but I know that they have the ability to do it. And I have been very fortunate to have clients that have been able to find that place in themselves to then work through whatever challenging thing they're going through in the moment. I have also had the opportunity to have clients and we work through really something significant and then they go away and they go and they live their life and they do great. And then they come back and they're like, I'm going through a thing. And I'm like, cool, let's remember our skills and tools. Do I have to give you, you know, what are the new skills and tools that we can apply to this situation? Uh, and so it's really nice to be able to see them, you know, kind of slip into that muscle memory of, oh yeah, I know how to do this. And, you know, add an extra tool or add an extra skill to that to be able to set some boundaries, to be able to express their needs, to be able to um, find, you know, that value and worth and feel valuable and worthy in their experience and their life. And so that's another way to honor the moment and recognize, okay, yes, absolutely, this moment sucks and it's temporary. You will get past it through it, right? And there will be other moments where positive things happen, even if you have to create them yourself, right? I look over at my coffee and I'm like, that moment. Um, the cool thing about the human experience is that it is constantly evolving. It is constantly changing and, you know, and they pass so quickly. Um, there is a poem about the lasts, right, of a, of a child growing up. And um, 
having raised a child to adulthood, uh, there are, like I said, those moments where I think about her laughter, where I think about, you know, that random kiss that she just gave me and then crawled away. I think about, you know, her first heartbreak. I think about um, her riding a bike. I think about the first time I took her to see the ocean. Um, all these moments live in my brain and I had the opportunity to appreciate them while they were happening. Uh, there were also significant moments I just didn't, you know, wasn't present for. Um, but I do recognize that like, that is how we continue to persevere. That is how we create resilience is by appreciating a moment when it happens. Um, I talk often with my friends uh, because I, you know, being a, a person who's 50 years old, there was a time when we didn't have cell phones and we didn't take pictures of our food all the time uh, or whatever we were doing. Um, I have a friend who's a photographer and uh, the signature shot for, for them is to uh, take a picture of someone holding a phone up, taking a picture. And um, they're, they're here on Instagram. It's BG1313BG. Um, they are an amazing photographer. Like he's just, he's incredible. But that is a signature shot because that is our reality. Oftentimes we are experiencing moments through our phone and we have, you know, pictures on our phone of all these things that we have done and experienced. And then, you know, I have lived in a time where you just lived in your brain about it. Like it just, it was a memory that lived in your brain. I did not have physical evidence that it happened. Uh, and sometimes I think that's better. <laughs> I have made a point of, uh, you know, when I'm with friends or when I'm, you know, hanging out at happy hour or dinner or whatever, I don't have my phone with me. Um, and I, I think that's, that's helpful. Uh, it's helpful for me to stay present in the moment. Now I do have a smartwatch that tells me, uh, you know, somebody's texting or calling, but I do recognize I can either turn it off or take it off, um, so that I can just be present. Uh, the other day I was on the phone actually, uh, in my ears and, and my, my watch didn't record my workout. Uh, and so I was kind of momentarily bugged about it. <laughs> I was like, well, it doesn't count if it's not recorded. Um, it counts cause I did it, but it is that idea, right? Of, of, we have to feel like we have to capture everything, um, on video or in photograph to prove that it happened. And that's not actually the case. Um, we can be present and experience the moment and then it lives in our brain, it lives in our cells, it lives in the fact that we had these significant moments. Um, you know, I think often about connection and relationship and, you know, I think people can categorize or characterize a relationship based on how it ended. And so often, um, and even with grief, right? I will have clients not focus on the loss or focus on the end, but look to the moments where it was happening, where there was life, where there was uh, enjoyment or a giggle or, you know, a really beautiful opportunity of connection. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, we break our own heart in terms of the expectation of how things are supposed to be. So when I talk about detachment, I talk about managing the expectation from something so significant that it has to look like it has to be this to what is the feeling or what is the connection or what is the goal rather than it has to look like this. It has to be perfect. Um, 
I do find perfection in nature because it is not symmetrical and it is not, you know, perfectly curated, but it is in fact beautiful and perfect the way that it is. And so when we can have an appreciation for moments that are beautiful just the way they are, uh, then we can, you know, string a bunch of those together and start to change our brain to be able to be receiving of those positive things. It is not, um, it is not easy sometimes, especially when we are deep in processing trauma or processing uh, grief or processing and going through, you know, our depression or anxiety. Um, or it it might be overwhelming. I mean, I think about uh, people who struggle with um, sensory disorders or um, processing disorders. Sometimes a moment for them can feel very overwhelming and uncomfortable. And so really adapting the environment to create, you know, some kind of comfort to make your brain feel better. Um, I talk to clients often about, especially with anxiety and OCD specifically, but not like to the degree of some people really, really struggle and suffer. But for some of my clients, like cleaning is the only way that makes their brain feel better. And so then they can create a moment in cleaning and having things organized and presented in such a way that it makes their brain feel calm. And so then they can move forward to the next thing. Um, I was talking to some friends the other day and uh, we had gone on this harrowing trip um, when we were in Italy and <laughs> to drive up a mountain to this um, to this Airbnb. And none of us had been there, obviously, to other country. Uh, and so the two of them were in the back and, and the one gets super anxious. The other one also got super anxious. And um, when we got there, one, they both jumped out of the car. They gave me a really big hug. And um, and then they, <laughs> they proceeded to put all the groceries away and um, to do what they needed to do uh, to calm their brains down. And that was a really beautiful thing to see and also then to process it later and recognize that that's one of the ways that they manage their anxiety. Um, and so they, they complement each other well in that way because one will do one thing and the other one will do the other thing and then they can both calm down. Uh, but it is, it's, it's those opportunities to recognize that you do have agency and control even when you feel like you don't. And if you can put together an opportunity to just sit in the moment, whatever that moment is, it is temporary and it will pass as long as we don't clamp down and hold on to it super tight. I think that's the part that is um, part of our nature to want to hold on to something um, because we don't know when we're going to get another one, right? We don't know when we're going to have this next opportunity. And so when I have worked with clients in the past, really recognizing that, yes, it will change. And yeah, it, there will potentially be suck. And also there will be another moment or opportunity for you to appreciate the things that are positive and happening in a good way. And if you can laugh in therapy, I'd love that for your experience. <laughs> if you can have, you know, a really great meal and share some connection with, you know, a person that you really care about, appreciate that moment for what it is. Just a moment. And if you have several moments in, in a row or, you know, several opportunities to gather peace or to gather joy or to gather contentment, you can create more of that rather than holding on to what sucks. 
there will always be suck. I'm not going to, I'm not here to tell you that once you figure out how to live all Zen, everything is great. No. Once you start to recognize that things pass and you can just receive them and experience them for what they are, you'll have more of them. You'll have more good things. You'll have more peaceful moments. I will never be able to have that moment <clears throat> with my daughter where she just, you know, crawled up and kissed me and went away again, because that was almost 30 years ago. <laughs> um, but I have it and it lives in my brain. I know that that was a moment that existed. Um, you know, those are things to think about. All right. Well, without any more you know, going on about this, I do want you to take an opportunity to appreciate the moments in your life uh, with a level of, of detachment and receiving as the moments continue to pass and really just kind of have a take an opportunity to appreciate them. I do want to give a significant shout out to uh, Wisconsin, which is kind of awesome. Uh, they are super bringing it with the listens. Uh, the whole Great Lakes area kind of doing great things. Um, Illinois, fantastic. Ohio, weirdly enough, absolutely doing a thing. Uh, we've got a Dakota. We've got a South Dakota, which I'm super excited about. Uh, California, Texas, New Mexico, awesome. You know, these are things that are happening. And I am so grateful to be able to share this moment with you. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing, you know, the next workshop uh, at Discovering Greatness, uh, December 9th, or, sorry, September 9th, uh, 16th and 23rd. We're doing a five-part series. And so if you're in Albuquerque and you want to know about intentional dating, codependency and romantic relationships, attachment, uh, doing your own personal work about being and readying yourself for dating, if that's something that you're going to do, uh, and also online and app dating safety. Um, so check that out. It's on my website. Uh, it's on Facebook. You can also reach out, reach out to me, lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. And uh, that's your nugget for today. I hope you have a great weekend. It's holiday weekend, uh, Labor Day here in the States. And my sister's birthday is on the 4th. So <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. I have ended the video on Instagram. Uh, please check it out if you have the opportunity to watch the live. Thank you for listening to all of my friends all over the United States and the world. I appreciate it so much that you take time in your day to listen to me talk about things. Anyway, I will talk to you next week. Take care.